0: First Christian Center.
1: It's time for Dr. Jomo Cousins on Fresh Wind Radio. As busy as he
2: was, he always had time to help those who were in need. And as I read about this, I had to ask myself, have I ever been too busy to stop and help someone that was in need? I'm going to jump right into the word today. I'm excited about this. I want to share a story with you to kind of get us started. And and basically, I was reading, and it said in some parts of Mexico, they have hot springs and cold springs that are found side by side. And because of the convenience of this natural phenomenon, there are some of the women who often bring their clothes, their laundry there, and they boil their clothes in the hot spring, and then they rinse them in the cold spring. So there was a visitor there, and he was with this guide, and he said, I imagine they think God is pretty generous to supply such an ample amount of clean, hot, and cold water for, fr- for their free use. And the guy said, no, senor, there's much grumbling because he supplies no soap. And, you know, it's, it's amazing sometimes that regardless of what God does for us, it's not enough. It's not enough. So the title of the message today is, Do You Have an Attitude of Gratitude? You see, pastor for the last seven, eight weeks has been talking about God stepping up and showing who he is in our lives by healing us and taking care of us. But what is our response to that? And that takes us to our lesson today. It's about um, Jesus on his way to Jerusalem to talk to them about him being the Messiah. On his way there, he has to pass between um, Galilee and Samaria. And in route, he comes across some people who are in need. And that's where we're going to take up right here. We're going to be reading from Luke 17, chapter 11. And it says, And it came to pass, as he went to Jerusalem, that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off, and they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And you know what I noticed here, Jesus was very purposeful. He always had something he was looking to accomplish. He was an on-purpose person. But I also noticed that as busy as he was, he always had time to help those who were in need. And as I read about this, I had to ask myself, have I ever been too busy to stop and help someone that was in need? And to my shame, I had to say guilty. You see, we are so selfish sometimes because of what we want to accomplish, where we want to get to, what we want to do, We'll see someone who's in need, and unfortunately, we say be warmed and be fed. Have you ever had that tugging in your spirit to perform a random act of kindness, and you don't yield to what the Holy Spirit is prompting you to do? How many of you have been there? That's the worst feeling in the world. It's the worst feeling in the world. And we sometimes are busy, too busy being busy, amen? So Jesus took every opportunity to assist and, uh, and serve anyone that was in need. I love that about him. Now, the, the issue here is these people had something called leprosy. Leprosy was a horrible disease. Uh, on a, an, uh, in some cases, leprosy today is referred to as psoriasis, okay? But psoriasis is a form of that but not to the level that they had it back then. You see, with leprosy back then, they would have sores, open sores, all over their body. When I say all over their body, I mean they could have it in their eye. They had pus oozing from it. In many cases, their fingers fell off. Their toes fell off. We're talking about extremely, extremely uncomfortable and as a result because it was so contagious they had to stand off from other people and if you came too close to them and you didn't recognize that they were a leper they had to yell out unclean unclean so that's why they stood afar off from him but yet the law required them to stand off and then i started thinking to myself i'm like wow Externally, you could see that they were unclean. But all of us are unclean. You just can't see it. It's just not advertised. It's not pronounced. And because no one can see our sin or our uncleanness, we think we're okay. But no, I want you to understand that even as I stand here today, I have to say unclean, and it's only by the righteousness of Christ that I can claim uh, cleanness, that I'm clean, that I'm righteous, not by anything I can say, not by anything I can do, but it's based on what he has already done, amen? So they lifted up their voice, and they shouted out of need, and I think about us when we're in need. Boy, can we come to church then. Boy, can we pray then. Boy, can we come to Bible study? Can we read the word? Can we meditate? But then what happens once God heals us, once God brings us what we cried out and prayed for? Well, these people were just like us. I'm going to get to that. And, uh... (laughs) They called him Master. And we call him Master also. We call him Lord. But is he really Lord of our lives? Are we still singing that old song? I did it my way. I was just tempted to try to sing it, but I decided to not go there. He gave me a gift, and that just wasn't one of them. (laughs) So I'm going to read at verse 14. In verse 14, it says, and when he saw them, he said, go show yourselves to the priests. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back. And with a loud voice, glorified God, fell on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. We're going to get to all of this, boy, because this is some meat. I hope we brought a real sharp fork, and knife, because we're going in. Jesus always had compassion. He always healed. He said, I came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. And whoever is cured of leprosy, according to the law, they had to go before the priest. And the priest had to pronounce them that they were now clean, free of leprosy. Then they could go interact with their family, friends, and the community. And this was no small measure of faith, because all he did was he looked at them, and he said, go to the priest's. There was no evidence yet that they were healed. Let me tell you something. God is looking for people who have faith in him. He's looking for people who trust him even when you don't see it yet.
1: You're listening to Fresh Wind Radio with Dr. Jomo Cousins. Dr. Cousins will be back in just a moment with more fresh perspective from God's never-changing Word. And now let's get back to the word.
2: Pastor always says see it before you say it. See it before you say it. And so they go they went to the priest first and then they got their healing. But only one <laughs> Only one recognized the significance of what just happened. You see, ten lifted up their voice in suffering. Only one lifted up his voice in gratitude. So I'm asking you today, do you have an attitude of gratitude? Are you showing God the appreciation that he really deserves? And what what I, I recognized also was, Back then, they walked everywhere. So going to see a priest could have been 20 miles. I don't know if they got to the 18th mile and then was healed. All I know is, I don't know if it was 5 miles or 18 miles. There was one who turned back around and went all the way to show his gratitude, to show his gratefulness. He didn't care (laughs) about what other people thought. he bowed down. He made himself prostrate before God and worshiped him. And I'm here to tell you today that ingratitude is one of the biggest sins we can commit. Ingratitude has been around. As a matter of fact, ingratitude was a a part of the first sin. Because let's, let's go back to the Garden of Eden for a second. This perfect garden where God supplied every possible need they could have. Beautiful home in a garden, personal relationship with God. He walked with them every day. Eve had a man that only had eyes for her. Yeah, yeah, he did. God said, you can eat freely of any tree in the garden except one. They had apricot trees. Was it, apricot? They had pecan. I'm from Georgia. It's pecan. How many of you always thought it was pecan? Raise your hands. It's pecan. They had pecan trees. Right? Apple, you name it. Mango. Did they look at all that they had and say, praise God for what you've blessed me with? They let this little devil get them to focus on the one tree God told them not to participate and eat from, which was for their benefit. So instead of being thankful, they were ingrateful. And believe it or not, that has carried forth even to us right now because we're their children. So we need to be mindful of that sin. And there's so much that God does for us every day that we take for granted. I, uh, last year, lost a really, really dear friend. Um, and in the fall of 2015, he was fighting for his life, uh, had uh, prostate cancer, and none of the treatments were working. So he found out about a possible treatment in Sarasota, and he said to me, uh, Ty, I was uh, wondering if you would take me down for the treatment. And I saw that as an honor for me to serve him because now he was down to 120 pounds and he could barely do for himself. So I'll never forget, uh, we were standing in this hotel and I got him dressed to take him to his treatment and he just sat there on the edge of the bed. I had opened the blinds and he just was smiling to himself. I mean, he's in tremendous pain, but yet he's smiling. I said, bro, what's going on? He said, man, I'm just enjoying the sun on my face. When was the last time you just enjoyed the sun on your face? Then I got him to the place, and we were sitting in there waiting for him him to go into treatment. And he said, and he just started taking in deep breaths. And I said, bro, are you okay? He said, man, I'm just enjoying oxygen. You see, we lose sight of the little things. We lose sight that you inhale 1,700 to 2,000 times a day, but it's so natural. You've taken oxygen for granted. And there are people who would like to still be here sucking up the oxygen. There are people who went to sleep last night that didn't wake up this morning. But many of us came in here with attitudes of ungratefulness. You're mad at somebody at your job. (laughs) But guess what? You have a job. The car you ask God for It's not giving a little bit of trouble, but you still have a car. That spouse you prayed for is getting on your last nerve. I heard somebody say amen. (laughs) But you got to keep in mind that spouse was your blessing that you asked for. So we lose sight of all the little things, and I'm going to tell you something uh, with Ishman at the last treatment. he said, "Man, I want to go someplace to eat, but it's probably not one nearby. I said, "I don't care if it's two hours away we're going." I said, "Where do you want to go, bro?" He said, "Man, I want to go to Red Lobster." <laughs> So we found one, and it was about 50 minutes away, and we sat down, and he looked at that menu, and I said, what you going to get, bro? He said, I'm going to get the seafood festival. I mean, when the plate came out, it was about like that. And he looked at it, and he took one bite of the shrimp. He said, okay, I'm good. (laughs) But you know what? Praise the Lord, I was thankful I had an opportunity to be there with him. I saw true worship with this man who was fighting for his life. I saw true worship because that night when we were in the room, I just played gospel music, and he just raised his hand. And he thanked God. He praised God even in his state. And the unfortunate thing is, Many of us in here have complete health, and we refuse to raise our hands to God up in here. We refuse to get on our knees and show him the thankfulness he deserves. We sang a song just now, you deserve it. Our hallelujah belongs to you. But do we act like he really deserve it? We act like we're entitled. And I think about us. When we get ready for our favorite team, Lord have mercy, I ain't never seen people lose their mind over sports. Man, I've seen people paint their face, do mohawks, all kind of stuff to show their appreciation for a team, for a player who's never done one thing for them. I've seen people jump out of their seats when they score a touchdown and when they slam dunk, I have yet to see as many people as God wants to see jump out of their seats when they come here to worship Him. But He deserves it. He deserves it. I don't know how many of you remember that song by the Hawkins, "Be Grateful." Oh my goodness, be grateful. He said, it said, God did not promise a sunshine, but a little rain. And he said that he does that. He gives us the good and the bad so that we will appreciate the good times. But check this out. I love this. It says, be grateful because there's somebody who would love to be in your shoes. Be grateful because there's someone else who's worse off than you. Then I saw another song that's, that's, that's called Be Grateful Also, I had to grab this lyric. It's interesting. It says, every time you think you got it bad, you can find someone who's got it worse. All the things you take for granted now, they started out as blessings first. Lord, if you just give me this job, then all of a sudden some trials come on the job. I know the God I serve don't want me being miserable. <laughs> I know the God I, lo- I love and serve don't want me being miserable. <laughs> and then the lyrics went on to say, if you got someone who loves you, just one person, and a steady job that puts food on the table, if you're strong and you're able, man be grateful. Be grateful. So let's talk about, and I just, I just thought as I was preparing this message, I thought about what would happen if we gave the, gave the same attitude of gratitude to God that we do in that stadium with that additional 60,000 people. I just imagine if God heard a roar, and here and hands raised and people worshiping and praising like we do in that stadium. I just tried to imagine what would happen in this place. I think we would see miracles galore.
1: But what got them the healing?